We begin a new uh, series for a short time that was left in the summer, going by in a hurry. But for the short time that's left, we can start a series in the book of Proverbs. Chapter 1 is where we'll start. Book of Proverbs, chapter number 1. Proverbs is a fun book. All sorts of unusual comments in it. And I always tell young people that are getting married, I tell them, you better get your head in the book of Proverbs. Because they say, well, who's the boss in the household? So I say, well, the man is. And they get all happy. And the women go, oh, man. And I say to the young man, and you better not make a mistake. And then it changes a little. <laughs> Get your head in the book of Proverbs and learn something. And you'll do much better. And so book of Proverbs, we're going to be in some of the earlier chapters over the next couple of weeks. As it talks about wisdom and what it is, we just get a little intro in the first part, chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. All right, so we're here to learn something, he says. Get some instruction, get some advice, learn how the world is supposed to work. A wise man will hear, will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. All right, so a wise man pays attention and he learns. And so wisdom is the intent. To learn. We're going to learn things. We're going to put our mind to learning. That's what the book is for, to teach us. It says, if you're a wise man, you'll listen. Verse 6, to understand a proverb and the interpretation. Uh, they had a way of talking where they said two balancing statements. Something is like this over here, so compare the two. That was their way, sort of a way of uh, poetry. The words of the wise and their dark sayings. And so, so through this book, you're going to get a lot of instruction, a lot of comparisons, a lot of uh, in, information about life. And so pay attention and learn it. And then verse 7, with a key verse, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the purpose of the book is to make you wise. And he says the beginning of it, and the first thing you're going to learn is the fear of the Lord. You're going to start with God. All right, God is the beginning of your instruction. If you're going to understand things and get... Here's why. God is the ultimate reality. You say, well, what's reality? Here's what's more real than you sitting there. That God is. And that God is someone that you cannot avoid. Say, oh, I know people avoid God all their life. No, they didn't. They're coming face to face with Him, just like you are. 
It's like I am. I'm going to go up and leave this world, and I'll be face-to-face looking God right in the eye. He's going to ask me questions. I'm going to do the same thing to you. So if you think you can avoid God, as the ultimate foolishness. as the ultimate escape from reality. He said, I can live the way I want and not worry about God. No, you can't. Now it's possible. So if you're going to be wise, the first ultimate reality is that God is real and you're going to face him. And so he said there's a fear of God and understanding that there's somebody we don't trifle with. And so wisdom starts with God. If you ignore God, he says, you're foolish. That's all there is to it. Say, well, you can be a genius. So... Albert Einstein, you know, they said, well, how did the world begin? He said, there's a great big explosion. Somebody said to him, who made the explosion? I can't say that. Don't tell me he's smart. If he can't say the ultimate reality that someone said, I'm going to create this world. It's the ultimate reality. All right, and so you say, well, he's smart. Well, here it says he's not. That real wisdom is based on the fact that God is real. He is here. We must deal with him. We've got to do something with God. And here's what he's going to tell us what to do. So uh, we're going to look at something because I want you to look over at 1 Corinthians. Because the discussion about wisdom has got to get over to this. And then we go back and see what Solomon says. First Corinthians chapter one, right in the beginning, first Corinthians chapter one. And what Solomon sets up for us is here's God and God is wise, and anything else that says, I don't like God is foolish. This is what he now here's here it is, verse eighteen. For the preaching of the cross, it's about God, is to them which perish foolishness. Okay, so we're going to talk about the ultimate thing that God did. He came and died on a cross. Some people say, ah, I don't care about that because they're going to perish. Unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. All right, so the preaching of the cross is foolishness to people who reject God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. So the people that we think are smart in this world who reject God, he says, no, no, God's going to wipe them out. Verse 20, where is the wise? Bring me somebody wise. Where is the scribe? Education. Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? And so when they go into long dissertations, how the world slowly evolved over 50 million years into what it is today, he says the ultimate foolishness to say there is no God. There is no God. No. Verse 21, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. All right, so he said the wisdom of this world said we don't want anything to do with God. But God said, I'm going to tell you about me by this guy, foolish guy called the preacher. 
<laughs> it's a good one for our people like us. You know, get in, get in there. Here's what God says, is that what you do is foolish, and I often think it is. I stand up and talk for half an hour, and everybody listens. I think to myself, wow, that's a strange habit to do. I did have one young lady that got married here, and I advised the young couple that be a good thing to go to church and she said you think i would come and sit for a half an hour and listen to you <laughs> i said no i'm sure you wouldn't <clears throat> but the wisdom of this world that rejects god he says i'm going to take a fool like a preacher and explain the truth through him right now over in verse 30 but of him are ye in christ jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. He said, Jesus Christ, if you get Jesus in your life, get him in there where he belongs, keep him central, you will begin to learn wisdom and be wise. Because Jesus Christ is made to us wisdom. So the concept in the back here in the book of Proverbs is that God... (coughs) is the beginning of wisdom, dealing with God, accepting him for who he says he is. And uh, the reason Jesus has made to us wisdom is what? Well, we were scratching our head trying to think of, well, who's God? What's he like? I wonder what God would do if, and then all of a sudden, Jesus is walking on the world. Well, what would he do if there's a blind man? Well, he, he'd heal him, you know. What we do is there's a hypocrite. He'd lay him out. Say, you're a hypocrite. That's what God would do. And we saw over and over, what does Jesus do? He tells, bring the children to me. That's what God is doing. And so we're scratching our head. We can't see God. We wonder what he's like. And then all of a sudden he's standing here walking on this earth. And now we know what he's like. We know what God is like because Jesus Christ was God. And so the more we learn about Jesus, so much better we become. Because there's a source of wisdom. Right? So he says the beginning of wisdom is God. How do you know about God? We look at Jesus. There's a reflection. It's not just a reflection. It is actually God walking among men, being kind and generous and instructing, constantly instructing, instructing, teaching all the time. And so we come back now to Proverbs 1. As we get a little thought about wisdom. Chapter chapter 1, verse 20. Let's start with that one. Wisdom crieth without, and she uttereth her voice in the streets. Now you say, I listen in my street, I don't hear any wisdom crying. (laughs) Well, it's a poetic way of putting it. He said, there is always wisdom. And when we look at things, we say, well, that wasn't a good idea. That was, was, that wasn't, we're always judging things. Now he said, wisdom cries out in the streets. It's Shouting out like God cries out. Now you say, well, Jesus didn't lift up his voice in the street. It's true, it says that. But it also says that it was Jesus in the last great day of the feast. Said what? Anybody remember? 
Come unto me. Any man thirsts, come to me and drink. So it's wisdom shouting out. And so here he says, wisdom uh, is always crying, is always asking to be heard. She crieth in the cheap place of concourse, in the opening of the gates, in the city, she utters her word. Now the chief place of concourse is a place of business. All right, that's where businesses operate. Main street, same place of commerce. Then he says, he cries out wisdom in the gates of the city. And that's where government operated in the gates of the city. It used to be that whenever the governing people got together, they'd have a council right in the gate of the city. They didn't have a building inside. They all met at the gates of the city. You'll see it over and over through the Old Testament. Where are the, where's the government? Where are the leaders? They're at the gates. And that's where they hold their business. So he says, government is its place of meeting. Wisdom is crying out to government. <laughs> that one makes you wonder, doesn't it? <laughs> and in the city, she utters her words. Where people are gathered, where there is homes homes where people are gathered in the city. So <clears throat> he says in the building blocks of the general life that we live, we have our homes, we have our businesses, and we have the government. And for all three of these things, wisdom is crying out. You need wisdom. You need wisdom in your home. You need wisdom in your business. You need wisdom in your government. And she keeps crying out, crying, you need wisdom. You need more wisdom. And they certainly do. <coughs> uh, we certainly do. All right. And so certainly, I mean, you think about where's foolishness most prominent? <laughs> I don't have to tell you. All right. Where it's most prominent. Uh, so here we go. Now we get three types of people. Verse 22. How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. So he gives us three types of people. He starts with the simple, and then he goes to the scorner, and then he goes to the foolish. Says there's three types of people that are in homes, that are in government, that are in business. He says, first of all, there's a simple person. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, people really, I guess you would say, with no desire to learn. They do not want to learn. All right? They don't want to learn anything. Don't tell me anything. I don't want to learn anything. I have had people like that come to church. I remember one guy came to me, sat in church. He always looked so bored. And I said to him one day, how are you doing today? He said, I've heard all this before. I already know what you're going to say before you say it. I can't tell you how he died, but it was a bad way to die. Foolish way. There was foolishness. He didn't want to learn. He's not interested in learning. I doubt he knew what I was going to say before I said it. You know, I don't think anybody really knows what's going to come out of his mouth <laughs> before I say it. But he thought he didn't need to learn anything that was said here. And he came out and said it. And we meet people. He said, oh. 
Don't tell me. I don't want to know. Let me talk about the Lord. I don't know. I don't want to know. Don't tell me about it. People who know desire to learn. All right? So we got to be careful. Uh, and don't want to learn. No learning. Well, he says they're simple. They don't know anything. And of course, the book of Proverbs is written to learn. All right, the scorner is the next step. He knows enough to make fun of it. All right, he knows enough. And so when he hears truth, he makes fun of it. He scorns it, makes fun of truth. And certainly you run into people like that. People who think, oh, well, you really believe that? This one guy I know, do you really believe that it was somebody who got swallowed by a whale? Yeah, I do. I do. You really believe it was a flood over the whole earth? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, scorn it and make fun of it. And then the fool, he's, he's like step three on the list, the top of the list. It's not that he hasn't learned. Because he can learn. He can understand things. He can learn. It's just he hates the whole idea. And he says, no God. No God. Foolish man says, no God. There's the beginning of wisdom. He doesn't want anything to do with it. And so Solomon says, well, there's a fool. So you got people who, who don't want to learn, and you got people who know enough to make fun of it, and then you got the last group, foolish people, who whatever you say about God, oh, don't, don't talk to me about God. I don't want to know God. Verse 23, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you and make known my words unto you. So wisdom speaks and says, if you'll just stop, and turn around and go the other way. Stop where you're going. Turn around and listen. And I will make known my words to you. And I think that, my friends, is the most wonderful thing about the whole thing. Uh, God says, stop being foolish. Turn and go the other way. And then learn. And what he says is, I will help you to understand. And there's nothing I can say to you more true than God will help you understand life. And the more you understand it, comprehend God, who he is, and the more you use this word. Here's a, here's a whole book that God wrote to instruct us about how to begin to be wise. He said, and so here's what I will do. I'll help you understand. And as every time I'm preaching and getting prepared to preach, I'm saying, God, help me understand. I need to understand what this passage is. And I read commentaries, lots of them, and I look at different writers' opinions, and then I say, okay, God, show me what it says. I want your help to understand it. And that's how you get to learn things is God literally opens your mind to understand truth. We sing a song, right? Open my eyes that I may see glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Place in my hand the wonderful key that shall unclasp and set me free. 
silently now I wait for thee. Ready, my God, thy will to see. Open my eyes, illumine me, spirit divine. That's the work of the spirit, is to open our minds to understand the truth. So he says, if you're foolish, or you don't even feel like learning, if you don't feel like learning, if you'll stop and say, I don't feel like learning, Lord, he'll get you going. <laughs> he'll help you to want to learn and to understand how life works. And so uh, here's the possibility. Wisdom is crying in the government saying, pay attention. Well, if you listen, I'll help you. Well, they may not. Here's why. Verse 24. This is the human condition. Because I called and you refused. It's pretty clear, right? I have stretched out my hand and no man regardeth. But you have said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I called your name. And then he said once more, I, I stretch out my hand to you. I like that. That's God. See, you think just waiting to hear from God and waiting around. He's more than that. He's stretching out his hand to you. Say, come on. Come on, I'll help you. You like to be wise? You want to learn? You want to have wisdom as one of your characteristics? I'm stretching out my hand to get you and to pull you in this direction. So I stretch out my hand. You won't, pay, you won't take my hand because you say, I don't believe what God does. I'm not interested in having God running my life. He said, no man regarded. He will not listen. So there's a human condition that in business world, in the government, and in homes, we have the situation where people will not listen to God. They can create all sorts of reasons not to. They'll give you a thousand reasons not to. He says, I'm offering you so what happens then when you reject wisdom? Here it is. Verse 26. I also will laugh at your calamity. <laughs> you mean God laughs at us? Well, the Bible does say in Psalm number 2 that people down on earth say, who's God we don't have to do what he says. We're going to do what we want. And it says, he that sitteth in the heavens is going to laugh. <laughs> Does he laugh in scorn? No, it's not in scorn that he laughs. But it's a sadness in him. So I'm going to laugh at your calamity. So you got in trouble because you were foolish and you refused to learn. You wouldn't listen to instruction. You let your rebellion against God come to a full head. You ignore God for all you're on, and now you're in trouble. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He said, I'll laugh at your calamity. I'll mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Why? For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. There was none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. So there comes a day for every scorner, 
for every foolish man, for every simple man, when he's going to come face to face with God. And he's going to say, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. No, that's not going to get you out of this. Not going to get you out of it. Say, oh, I made fun of it because I didn't understand. No, you had opportunity. Wisdom kept calling throughout your whole life. Your business, the way you ran it, wisdom was calling to you. The way your government operated, the way your homes operated, business, God was calling to you in wisdom. And so there comes a day when you get what you ask for. That's what he's saying. He says, that, of course, is a judgment day when we leave this world going to the next. And I've had things that just, I scratch my head, I just can't comprehend it. One of the ones that got under my skin, the funny thing, I did a funeral for a fella, and he died of cancer. And after he died, they came to me and asked me to do the service. And so I said, well, tell me about him. He said, well, the last six months, he sat and looked out the window every day. At what? Well, there's fields and some trees out there that he liked. He sat and looked at them every day till he died. And I thought to myself, why didn't you pick up a phone and call somebody? Why didn't you come over to the church and say, I'm dying? Why didn't you do something? I can't believe you just sat there and looked out the window. Of course, I can't say that to the people, all right? Can't say, what's wrong with you? But God's going to say, what were you looking at? Why didn't you ask? Wisdom was crying. It was right here behind his pulpit, and he lived right over there. Not like he had to go far, all right? He says, wisdom cries out. He won't listen. He sat there, and what happens? Verse 31. Therefore they shall eat of the fruit of their own way. Do you want to live foolish and ignore God? He said, be filled with their own devices. I remember one guy said to me, I got my own opinion about God. I said, well, how do you know that's true? doesn't matter what you say. He says, I got my own opinion. I'd hate to be him when he stands in front of God. See, I got my opinion about what you're like. That's going to change that second, isn't it? So wisdom is a, is a strong warning here. The turning away, verse 32, of the simple shall slay them. If you're simple, you say, I don't want to learn stuff. He said, that you turn away from instruction and knowledge that's what's going to kill you. The prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Say, I'm making my business. I'm doing all right. I'm making money. We're getting by. We're doing fine. He says, the prosperity of it will destroy you if you reject God. That's not wise. Verse 33. Whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. You listen to God. You're okay. You'll be safe. You'll be sound. You'll be blessed. Listen to God. So gathering wisdom takes effort. We've got to come and learn. We've got to learn any way we can. 
Find a way to learn. The more we learn, the better off we'll be. Over the next couple, three weeks, we will go through more things in the beginning of Proverbs that teach us how wisdom guides us and what it will do for us in our lives. Thank you.